This story probably is one of the longest narratives in Scripture involving uh, real people. Now, we don't know these guys. They weren't two of the twelve. One of them, we get a name, Cleopas, but who's he? We don't know him from a bar of soul. <laughs> and the other guy, we don't know at all. We just see. Eyes down. Sometimes people say, well, they were walking west into the setting sun toward Jerusalem. See? And maybe the sun was too bright in their eyes. But the Bible doesn't say that. It just says they were kept from recognizing Jesus. Go figure. Yeah, I don't know why, but they were kept. I think it was for a precious moment. And when Jesus drew near and was listening to their conversation, it was an opportune moment for him to say, what's up? What's happening? What are you guys talking about? Because he knows. He knows. And they tell him, where are you from? That you don't know all these things. And Jesus uh, challenges. And the Bible is clear to say that Jesus challenged them with all of the Scripture. He opened up all of the Scripture to them. Not just some bits and pieces. I like to use bits and pieces, especially when I'm defending a personal opinion. I take bits and pieces to support my preconceived notions as Charlie Brown once informed Lucy. Yeah. And so these guys had this experience. I wonder what it was like. You know, this, this man that's talking to them, he, he's talking in such a way that something is happening in here. Something is happening. It's burning. Because they didn't know the rest of the story. And were about to find out some things. You know, it happened along the way, coming to the end of the day, that Jesus appeared to be going on, didn't he? And he said, oh, wait, 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 wait. Come stay. Come stay with us and have coffee. You have coffee? <laughs> and it's good. And sometimes bread. And Jesus came in and in, in, in the very ordinary act of breaking bread. This is not Holy Communion. This is not the reenactment of the Last Supper. This is sitting down and having something to eat together. He breaks the bread. Eyes that have been raised a little bit on the road now are open. And they recognized Jesus. And I bet you know that those two fellows were very, very glad that they had taken the time to invite him in. Well, baptism today. What, what is that? You know, baptism contains such wonderful promises. And we hear the words 
in the water and the word. And we take our children and we bring them. You know, and I've heard people say, well, I was baptized and I was confirmed and that's it then. And I've had people fold up their arms and walk away from anything that it means. Oh, by the way, you were part of it. I heard it with my own ears when a pastor turns to the sponsors and asks for certain levels of commitment. Very specifically. But you too, do you promise? Do you promise to stand with and be that support? And it's not about ensuring that the kid has a laptop but that the child growing grows in faith. I was at a banquet last night, one of the friends of mine, long time now, with East European Mission Network, has two sons. They are away from Jesus. And their hearts prayerfully suffer for their return. Because in this country of Christians, our foolish want and selfish gladness takes priority. And we don't invite Jesus. I have a question for you. It's a question that Lutherans find offensive. I wonder why. And the question was asked once of a very great man who kept all the rules, knew all the rituals. He had done absolutely everything. He had such stature in the community that he was really up there. His name was Nicodemus. We think historically he might have actually become a bishop. I don't know whether that's a blessing or a curse. But for him, he impacted the church greatly. And it began with the question, what are you thinking? Coming in the night, you come in the night to see me, Jesus says. Don't you know you must be born again? What does that mean? We make assumptions from our infant baptism that sometimes can be spiritually life-threatening. Because we are not going back, we are not opening all of Scripture. We're not seeing the fullness of the story and the passionate heart of Jesus who wants, when our eyes are downcast, to be lifted up to see Him and to trust him and to have the assurance of salvation. Jesus Christ came, Luke said. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that who was lost. And Jesus, looking at Nicodemus, had a sneaking suspicion that Nick was lost. He knew all the rules. He'd even been circumcised for crying out loud on the eighth day. What do you mean, have I been born 
again. And Jesus talks then about the fullness of the Holy Spirit and that gift, that wonderful gift that sets us free to love the Lord publicly, to serve the Lord publicly, and to confess with our lips Jesus is Lord. Shared with the adult class this morning, last night I was at a banquet, the, our annual spring banquet, and, and Oleg Shwachenko, a Ukrainian pastor, told a story about when he was six years old. Can you think back to six years old? My granddaughter is six years old, and, and she's in a full immersion Chinese school in Minneapolis, loving it. She's got all kinds of questions. And I think back to when I was six, I don't, I don't know if I knew how to ask a question. <laughs> this boy was six years old when he came across the name of God in a book in school for some reason. He, he, he found it. He saw it. And so he went to his teacher. This is in the Ukraine. Back in the late 80s, before the wall came down, he went to his teacher and he said, Teacher, what's, what's this name, God? You know what happened? They brought him before the authorities. First to the school administrator. And then they brought in some local police and things like that. Six years old. And he said, I learned from that experience. Never, never again would I say the name of God. He's 35 years old. He's celebrating 20 years of ministry. He went into training at the age of 15, was ordained at the age of 19. He's now the dean of students at a training center serving a parish. I think God has a sense of humor. But his eyes were lifted. And his mother, who tried her level best to keep the peace because they were a wealthy family and had much to lose, became a Christian. Have you been born again? You're here this morning. Your pastor talks about service opportunities and holds up envelopes and there's a couple left to go, you know. Well, what keeps you? What keeps you? We're about short-term missions and getting people uh, joining us, going across. He said, make the difference. Make the difference. Make the difference, you know, in opportunities to go and serve. You don't have to go overseas. I want you. I'm still trying to get someone from Emmanuel to come with me and my wife, Patty. By the way, last time I was here, she wasn't my wife. Yeah, we've been married one year and one month, and it's a blessing. And next, uh, next uh, week, on the 10th of May... Um, I think that's coming, or is that two weeks? I can't remember anymore. But uh, we, we are headed to Bulgaria for the first time. 
Not to be with Lutherans, because Bulgaria has no Lutherans, at least not yet. And we are going at the invitation of a group of Baptists to come and walk alongside and do some teaching, share together. You know what their question is? Were you baptized as an infant? My question is not. What is adult baptism? The question was, do you love Jesus? How does it show? If you love Jesus and we love Jesus, will you and Patty come and be with us? So we are. We have no idea what's going to happen. Because like the disciples walking along the road, they thought they knew. They did not know how radically life would be changed. It's important to ask a question. What is it that I don't know? What is it that keeps me from inviting Jesus beyond the rituals that we celebrate so richly in the church? What is it that keeps me from that deeper walk and commitment to Christ? And it helps me to say, well, you know, I'm just not that gifted. I just, my story isn't that great. I just can't, you know, and I, I, what I'm saying is I won't. I won't. I don't have time. I can't be bothered. But, but, but something happened to these two men. And the Bible tells us, you know, didn't our hearts burn within us? when he opened to us the scripture. And then when the bread was broken, eyes open. And what did they do? They went out to the golf course and teed off to catch the back nine before the sun finished setting. They ran, they ran all the way from Emmaus to Jerusalem. That, that's, it's only six, seven miles. But it was night to tell the good news. Love the story. And some of my first preaching centered around Emmaus because I was working at a Bible camp, Emmaus. We loved this story because it's about me and you. When you think about things like missions and opportunities, and all there's a lot of similarities in a place like Story City. Everybody knows everybody, and that's kind of exciting sometimes. Sure. But are there people in Story City that haven't heard the story? Are there people in Story City waiting to hear your story? And how many of you maybe have never shared your story of Jesus because someone told you maybe that's a private thing? Eyes are down, eyes are lifted, and 
eyes are opened and it causes them to run with the good news. And even back to a body of believers who are trying to say, what are you guys talking about? And when Jesus appears in the next verses, right in their midst, he just appears somehow, I don't know how, he just appears before them. And they are so startled. And they're giddy. They don't know. Do I believe this? <laughs> Am I going crazy? What is it? What is it? And Jesus says, here, see, look, look, see, do you guys have anything to eat? He asks them. That they might see the risen Lord still with them, see, eating and drinking, see. Invite him. Invite him. Don't be afraid of the question. I've been through all this stuff. I'm 72 years old. My wife bought me a new Bible. I'm not sure what she was trying to say to me. She bought me a new Bible. And I, I have, a, like Pastor Oleg says, when he, when he reads the Bible, it gets thicker and thicker and thicker. In all of Scripture, there's just so much. But I, 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 I took a shortcut and just simply bought a thick study Bible. And it's the New King translation, New King James, and I am just thrilled with the gift and learning new things and having such a good time, especially really early in the mornings. I thank the Lord for his great blessing and his gifts in, in my life, the privilege of serving. I enjoy coming. I've been here a number of times now, and the welcome has always been so good. So my intention is not to offend anybody today but to ask honestly, have you been born again? See, that, That's the change the Holy Spirit brings. Together with the water and the word, the intention Luther had was that it unfolded in our life that we would run with good news. That's the gospel of the Lord. You heard it today. And all God's people said? Amen. Sort of. All God's people said, Amen. That's better. That's better. <laughs>